playing episode uh, 11, State of Play. Um, down here again at uh, Milwaukee, right on the banks of Lake Michigan. Um, just a great day here in November. Wanted to take advantage of the weather, um, get out and, and just kind of enjoy it uh, as long as we have it. I'll take it as long as we as we possibly can. Uh, just to the north of me, again, beautiful uh, Lake Park. I'm convinced uh, I know where the uh, treasure of the secret is, uh, the one that's located here in Milwaukee. For anybody that watches Expedition Unknown or is interested in the secret, uh, feel free to send me a message and uh, we'll talk about it, give you kind of some of my ideas on it. Me and my family are um, intend to kind of start our hunt and make something fun of it. Um, this is gonna be the last episode uh, for at least this season. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I've enjoyed doing it. Uh, biggest thing, again, I've said, I think every week, I've, it's been so much fun having the guests that have come on, you know, having some high school coaches, um, having some college football coaches, having people that have been involved in the game and, and, and overall really just friends of mine to talk a little bit about where sports are today. Um, I want to thank everybody who's listened on Anchor.fm, uh, tuned in on YouTube, uh, listened on Spotify um, for this last episode. You know, feel free to you know, find any one of those platforms and get a chance to listen and listen to all the rest of the episodes that I've had. Uh, you know, one right through here to 11. It's been enjoyable. I think there's some good messages and again, some great interviews uh, for people to, you know, kind of consider where sports are today. Um, I, I kind of want to wrap up and, and talk a little bit about recruiting. Um, you know, I, I, I started a business called Athletic Recruiting Education and Navigation. Um, it's kind of ironic. I figured this would be a great spot to sit down and talk a little bit about where recruiting is, where sports are. You know, behind me is, you know, Great Lake Michigan. Um, I don't know, I guess it'd probably be a hundred some miles across. Um, I was born and raised in the city of Muskegon, Michigan, um, right across that lake. You can take a ferry right across. Uh, the Lake Express will take you right to Muskegon and bring you right back here to, to Milwaukee. Um, it, I, I just thought it'd be kind of ironic for me to sit here and um, with, with, you know, not really Muskegon in the background, but uh, the lake separating, you know, me from where I am now, from where I started, and talk a little bit about how recruiting's changed and really why I got into it. Give a few, you know, pointers, give a few thoughts and ideas of not only where sports are, but what people can do um, as they navigate for their children, for their sons or daughters as they get into um, college athletics. Um, when I think about where I was, you know, over, you know, 20 years ago, um, about 20 years ago, I was 17, probably a junior. I'm going through my junior season, getting ready for what I saw as, as an opportunity to play. My, my coaches had some positive things to say about me. Um, and, and I love the game. Um, I loved playing. Um, I've said it before on a few podcasts, probably at sometimes I focus too much on sports. You know, me and, and my son, when we read our Berenstain Bears uh, books every night, there's one where it's about, you know, uh, brother doesn't get very good grades, but he gets an A in athletics or he gets an A in gym class and in sports. And they talk about had, you know, his gym teacher given an A out uh, in all of his classes, he'd have straight A's. And that was, that was me a little bit. And, and that really has a lot to do with what drove me into this position. You know, um, I've said on a few other podcasts, you know, getting out of college coaching was not something that I intended to do four or five years ago. It was something that happened. We are in a unique time right now. Um, the opportunity for me and my family presented itself, and this is what we thought was the best for the four of us. Um, but I, I did not want to get completely out of the game. Um, and, and this is the avenue where I see so much um, complexity. You know, the game is still the game. You know, I, I talked about, I think in the last episode, read a book by Elmer Layden. He's one of the four horsemen uh, from Notre Dame. 
And the reality is a lot of the things he talked about are still similar today. You know, um, having the toughest team, you see it. Um, I did a podcast a few weeks back talking a little bit about the Big Ten returning. And I predicted Michigan winning against Minnesota. We didn't really follow up after that. Uh, we only talked about week one, but you know, the difference in Michigan week one and Michigan week two where they lost to, to a, uh, I thought, a really well-played game where they lost to a Michigan State team that played really well. Michigan just wasn't very tough. That part of the game has not changed. You can have all the talent in the world you want in any sport. If you don't play hard, if you don't buy in that day, you're probably going to lose. Um, so th there's nothing I can do to change that. All the podcasts in the world, all the talking in the world isn't, isn't going to change that unless I got back into coaching. Um, so what I thought about, what can I, what can I help with? What can I give some advice on? Uh, what are some things that I can do to um, help the game a little bit and still stay involved? And recruiting is the one that, even though so many things have stayed the same, uh, recruiting has changed and evolved over time, uh, really since I got uh, in, into college athletics. You know, going back to the year 2001 after I graduated, got into college football at Saginaw Valley, and what I've seen even as a player change. So. What's changed? You know, what, what's been the biggest adjustment? What is something that's happened? Uh, time. It's sped up. Um, there's, there's no fault for that. There, there's nobody that needs to be blamed. You know, a lot of times if you listen to, you know, major news media, it's the, you know, the fault of the coaches. They're recruiting so much earlier. Well, what are they supposed to do? Just sit back and kick up their heels? You know, some of these coaches get paid a lot of money. Um, if they don't Put themselves in a position to recruit early and recruit the right type of player and miss out on one player and especially if you think about even a sport like basketball um, one player can make a huge difference um, think about some of these sports that don't you know put out on the field at a time 11 players you know one one player can make a big difference both men's and women's um, so so when i think about there's nobody at fault here but it's created complexities um, when, when i think about recruiting this would be my first piece of advice when i talk a little bit about you know, my company, I, I reference it as Aaron, uh, A-R-E-N, uh, for Athletic Recruiting Education Navigation. When I think about, you know, Aaron, and I think about applying, you know, some, some, some things in this podcast that can, you know, can, can maybe make a little bit of a difference for you. Um, I think about these coaches that have sped things up. It doesn't mean it's wrong. My biggest piece of advice is embrace it. Get in the mix. Learn the timetable talk to the right people, get the right advice. For a company like mine, I consider myself a third party, um, you know, recruiting agency. You know, I'm not a promoter. There's a lot of these services out there that are promoters. I am not a big fan of, you know, being a promoter. I'm an educator. My, my company is based on education. Um, give my clients, give people that want to be, uh, or hear my side of it, from the, maybe even from the college coach's standpoint. You know, I want to educate people on the process. But the biggest piece of education is understanding the timetable. Don't complain about it. Don't whine about it. Don't say, oh, you know, my, my, my kid's teammate is being recruited this age and we don't have as much going. Well, you know what? Maybe, maybe that's something you need to get involved in. You know, dive in the game. You know, jump in the deep end of the pool and make sure you are getting advice from the right people. My first thing that I always speak to is we kind of continue this, this, this first piece of advice, which is, you know, get advised by the right people. Get in, get in the mix on the timetable is talk to your high school coaches. Your high school coach will be and should always be your first point of contact, should always be um, carry the most amount of weight for your successful recruitment, for your ability to have the, the right program look at you, the places that you want to find the right fit. If you find yourself in a situation where your high school coach just doesn't really want to be involved, that's, that's, that's part of it. 
some high school coaches, any, some people just don't want to do certain things in their given profession. That, that's nothing new. There's all sorts of businesses and companies where people want to specialize in one part and not focus as much on that. That's, that's the nature of life. If your high school coach isn't super involved, then it's time to start looking into a service uh, like Aaron. It's time to start looking into somebody that can maybe help you. But I still say this, and I don't know how many other services are out there that are mine that are more educational based. You've got to get people that are going to educate you so you understand. You know, put this in your hands. Uh, when I think about kind of, again, how much recruiting has changed, again, it's sped up. But everyone's, every college coach at every level is looking for the fastest, biggest, smartest student athlete. And that goes for any sport. You know, I don't care if you're, you know, in the, in the volleyball. You know, if you've got a daughter who plays volleyball, if your daughter is, you know, six foot tall, which is really tall for, for, for a, a girl, and she's really fast, and she's got a 4.0, she can go to any school she wants, play volleyball, <laughs> and, and play softball. <laughs> it's not rocket science. Um, some sports size and speed matter just a little bit more, but if I am, a, a young student athlete and again kind of reference a, a young softball player well, if I'm six foot and I can run really fast my range for hitting the ball in the batter's box is bigger than a five foot nine student athlete I mean it's, this isn't rocket science but we kind of make it to be that so that's where I'm very cautious about some of these promoters you know invest in people that are going to educate you on the process they're gonna put you in position um, to Take control of your recruiting and that that's what my service is, is based on that's what aaron is based on if that's what you're looking for then feel free to give me a call um, i'm not a you know not afraid to talk to people you're a free consultation one time i posted something on twitter and 20 minutes later i got a call from somebody asked for some advice hey there's your free consultation i uh, don't know if it helped that's up for the uh, family to decide uh, but I, I, to me that's the kind of service that we need um, in this country regarding recruiting um, regarding college athletics um, you know, the second piece of advice that I would give out to anybody is do your research. You know, it kind of always overlaps a little bit with, you know, kind of taking control of your um, recruiting and understanding the timeline. But number two, do your research. Um, do the work on the front end. Know exactly what you want. Um, don't pinpoint it down to one or two schools. Uh, Jamie Pawinski in a, I think the second uh, podcast talked a little bit about, well, if you're just going to be super selective, then okay, you're going to narrow it down to one or two schools. Then. You're not going to get found by everybody and then that's part of the process um, but do your research you know it's a it's, it's a big world out there. there's a lot of colleges there's a lot of places that can provide you great opportunities um, as you go through the process that maybe you weren't aware of i used to hear it all the time especially when i was coming out of high school that you know we didn't we didn't know about this place i mean heck i can even say the same in my experience um, i did not know about saginaw valley until a former teammate of mine uh, ruvel martin who was a year ahead of me um, was recruited by a good friend of mine john bunyan uh, who came into the school. Now, me and Ravel had not heard of Saginaw Valley. Um, again, it was a little bit younger. It's a little bit younger, you know, state university in the state of Michigan, but it wasn't like it had just been founded the year before, you know. Um, when I probably think about it, I was probably going on 30 years old. Um, so that, that's relatively young. Uh, but the reality is do a lot of research. Get out there. Try to understand the options that you may have uh, presented to you that could come up after college. Um, which will lead me into my third point, and this is really going to be for the youngest generation of student athletes. You know, I, I, I put out uh, on my blog, on you know my website, which is getaren.com, G-E-T-A-R-E-N.com. Um, I talked a little bit about the 23s uh, and 24 class. Um, gave some advice to them um, in that blog, and 
the biggest piece of advice, third piece of advice that I could say to the youngest generations is make school as important as athletics. Um, and this is really a message for the families and the parents as much as anything. Sometimes you hear a message where people talk about athletics being their opportunity to get out of an environment, okay? Um, the only way out is athletics and use education as a fallback. We have, we have lost our compass um, in society, if that's the answer. If we're going to sit here and talk about your only way out of this school or this environment or this town is um, athletics, and then you'll get an education while you're there. We have lost our compass as adults. Um, we have got to re-emphasize education. I've talked a little bit about politics um, on these podcasts. I try not to dive in too far because I think that is a, a realm that I'm as not as well versed at. Um, but I was listening to the uh, Senate confirmation hearings for uh, now, uh, Amy Comey, Amy Comey Barrett. Hope I'm saying her name uh, right. Um, uh, I, I, I listened to those confirmation hearings, and one of the people that stuck out to me was Senator Booker. Um, Senator Booker is a Democrat, so he was giving some tough questions. Um, but one of the things that stuck out to me is, I, I think he referenced it in the hearings, is he played football at Stanford. And I think about what kind of experiences he has to be able to lead our country, which is what the people in those positions should, should be doing, is really leading our country, putting us in position. Hopefully they are. Um, I have my own opinions on politics. We all can. But I thought about how football must have shaped him to where he is today. Um, obviously, he kind of stuck out. Senator Booker kind of stuck out because he was an athlete, and I'm, I'm involved in athletics. I'm involved in football, especially in Stanford, and that program is one of my most highly regarded, especially with the coach leading that program. Uh, but I think about the opportunities that he must have been presented um, being an athlete, and then with the amount of education that he gained, he seemed so well-spoken. He seemed somebody who was very intelligent. He seemed somebody who was very um, informed about life. And then you think, I, I thought more about that than I thought about him playing football at Stanford. We've got to get back to that. We've got to get to a point um, where you do your research, you start early enough in the process that you put yourself in a position to be not limited by the schools. Don't limit yourself. Don't allow yourself to be limited by a school. It's one thing if a school says, you know what, you're not what we're looking for. You're not big enough, you're not fast enough, we're looking for this in our program. Maybe we already have a fill at your position and we're trying to build another, that's fine. You know, that is something. But to have a, a coach, a recruiting coach, a head coach walk in and take your transcript and look at it and say, we can't, there's nothing we can do, that's on you. And that starts early and that starts with parents and that starts with families, it starts with us investing um, as much excitement and energy in our young student athletes education. So for the 21s, listen, you've already put yourself in a position where you're probably not going uh, to change very much academically at this point. Um, you may not be able to change a lot about what schools you can get into. Um, 22s, you are right on that borderline, but 23s and 24s, and especially for the parents and, and the adults listening to this, we have got to put a bigger investment in our young student athletes and their education being first and athletics being second. You know, and just think about it. I'll wrap up with this. My math isn't the best, okay? Again, I'm one of these young student, well, older now, but young student athlete who focused on athlete, athletics too much. Um, my dad didn't. My dad focused on 
education and he was very successful in his career. Um, but let's think about this. If you make it to, let's just use the NFL as an example. You make it to the NFL and you play for even three years. Maybe you're fortunate enough to make a million dollars a year for those three years. We all know what the government's gonna take. It doesn't matter who the president is. Government's gonna take at least 50% of that. So you take your $3 million and you cut that in half. You think a million and a half dollars is gonna last you very long at 26, 27 years old? But imagine putting yourself in position to be an engineer. Imagine putting yourself in position to be one of these career politicians um, who is in politics for 30, 40 years, making six figures. I come out, I'm an engineer making six figures at 26 years old. There's a good chance you're gonna do that for 30 or 40 years. Again, not a math major. Um, I did not focus on math at Saginaw Valley. I tried my hardest. I, I learned more from my children now when they come back and teach me fifth grade math and first grade math than, than I can probably even teach them. But the reality is if I come out and I put myself in position to get a great education and I play some really good football along with it at one of these prestigious universities from the University of Michigan to Ohio State to Alabama to Stanford to Saginaw Valley who's got a great engineering program to Carroll College right here in Waukesha. Um, I put myself in a position to get one of these jobs out of college that makes six figures and I do that for 10 years. Well, that's a million dollars. I do that for 30 years, there's $3 million. Hopefully I did my math right. And the longevity of that money, as opposed to it all getting taken away and being handed to you at 26, that's gonna last so much longer. You're gonna be put in position to put your uh, children and, 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 and their generation in position. And I think we've lost that and I, and I hope we don't. So, you know, when I kind of think a little bit about um, some advice that I can give people through the recruiting process, you know, get in the game. You know, number one, understand the timeline. Get involved. Don't sit around and say, woe is me. Get involved. Uh, talk to your high school coach. Um, it's, it's so important. It's, it's, it's just something that you've got to trust them. You've got to believe in their process. Um, so hopefully those couple tips are things that people can take away. Um, the recruiting process is a lot of fun. Don't get overwhelmed. Um, you know, have a lot of, uh, ha have some fun with it, but make sure you're doing your research. Make sure you're doing your work on the front end. Um, to make sure that you make the right decisions um, on the back end. For, for, for this episode, not going to have an, a, a new interview on. Um, I thought it'd be really fun to go back and kind of recap the 10 interviews that I've had. Oh, really nine. I'll see if I, I'll throw some of me and Jake's uh, predictions in there from the uh, Friday night tailgate. Uh, so I'm going to kind of take some of the best of the best from this, you know, this, this year's or this season's uh, state of play interviews. Um, I just thought some of the words that those... Um, people mentioned and talked about can really make a big difference. Um, so, so I'm going to kind of take a few minutes here. I'm going to kind of do a little bit of a best of the best and we'll come back and we'll recap a little bit of the season, uh, state of play, and maybe kind of what we can look forward to. Hey, Dan, long-time listener, first-time caller. Yeah, no about it. No doubt about it. And, and first and foremost, I, I can't believe I got the invite back. So, I mean, I know desperate times calls for desperate measures, but I'm uh, honored to be back on the, the Friday night tailgate. And I'm not to say, you know, you do anything too crazy, but it's like you get into a position where now you're in an authority and you have to remember all the time, hey, I can't go back with the guys. Right. You know, I can't fall back to the things I was doing last year. So um, that year grad, as a graduate assistant, I look back on all the time and there's things now even with work that I get given as tasks and the cup. No big deal. I got them. Yeah. Great. Great question here. <laughs> My, I guess my biggest piece of advice would be there are a lot of things within the college athletics process that, that 
whether you realize it or not, and you will at some point shape you, right? They, you know, the discipline and the desire to you know, move past motivation into personal personal discipline, it will carry you further than, than you know. It is different. Now you have to be much more athletic, much more skilled. Um, and, and if you're not more well-rounded or you're not great at one thing, you might get passed up. And so that brings in the whole topic of specialization. I'm, I'm trying to be as serious as possible, but you know, I, I did a job. I don't know if I would say I did a great job. I showed up every day and I tried my hardest. And um, I mean, uh, you know, you know, the, the players, uh, you know, they, they did all the work. Um, but, you know, I, I think really just spending time around like guys like you, um, Coach and Kona, uh, just the rest of the staff, just seeing like the, your approach to, you know, just handling the business and, um, you know, the work ethic it takes every day. Um, you know, the, for instance, the, the summer leading into the season, uh, you put me on the spot. I don't know if you remember, remember this in the data and video analysis room, um, but you basically were like, all right, like, hey, today's day one, run the meeting. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking around, thinking like me. <laughs> like, I'm trying to learn like routes and like learn coverages. I don't, I don't know any of that stuff, and I'm, and I'm got thrown into coaching tight ends. But honestly, I, I think about that all the time. Just your approach of you know, you always have to be ready. And um, so honestly, it's something I think it gave me a complex where I'm where I'm paranoid about that now. But honestly, it's just being over prepared and it just being ready to go in an instant. You know. I feel like playing college, deciding to play college football, and earning a scholarship really was one of the best decisions of my life. You know, if I had to offer advice to anybody who was going, who is making, trying to make that decision, and doesn't know if they can deal with the hard work or not, just, I mean, I would say, just try. Like, keep trying. It's gonna weigh on you. Like, you're gonna. I've thought about if I if I didn't say I hadn't thought about quitting a million times, I'd be liar. Um, you know, my dad's always talked about paying forward and things of that nature. And I think that picked up on me as well. I always tell people I'm not a millionaire or anything like that. So the way I got into coaching um, is to give back. Right. You know, you may give them back in words, um, but that's the way you give back. You know, conversation, knowledge, um, understanding. And, and my dad did a great job of that. And I've always said that parenting is, is, is not a book on parenting, Right. you know. You always use this thing, you gotta have feel. Right. <laughs> you always gotta have feel. Right. You know, and I and I took that and ran with it. I learned consumed by it, which is also a very delicate balance. And and I I, I find with me I, I can get consumed by it. And right. you know, there's times where I have to take a step back and and, and you know and I, I don't wanna use the term self care, but kind of take a step back and 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 realize that, okay, you know, it's, yes, sports is going on 24 seven. It's important that I'm in the know. It's important that I, that I know what's going on for my job so I can be the best, right. you know, radio reporter that I can be. But at the same time, you got to keep it together without, without being consumed. Yeah, this, this is probably one of my favorite topics. Uh, run your race, um, keep your head down, keep working and run your race because right. there's always a place for somebody. Right. What are some of the positive things that you've taken from being a college football coach, working with a group of you know, college-age kids, and then you know, referencing that back to your family to be able to continue to lead and guide your own family? 
You know, I, th I think the correlation I always look at it is, as I'm coaching the young men here at Washington State, is uh, treat them how I want my sons or my daughter to be treated if they go play college sports. You know, and you know, I want someone to hold them accountable, to set a high bar for them, to be tough on them, but to be fair, to listen, to uh, to encourage them to ask questions, to help them develop critical thinking, if that makes sense. And so I really, now that you have kids, and Dan, you know, especially as your kids get older, and now you start having conversations with them, um, uh, you know, when when they're hitting you with questions back, you're like, oh, that's a good question. You know, I thought about that. Um, you know so it, it's made me, I think they go hand in hand. I think being a college football coach has made me a better parent, and being a parent has made me a better college football coach. Uh, welcome back. That was that was just a lot of fun. I mean, I thought we had some some really great insights, some really great thoughts from good friends of mine, people that were you know fortunate enough to come on the show and uh, join us and talk a little bit about sports and where we are at today. Uh, the last piece I want to wrap up with here is as we kind of finish up state of play this year. Um, I like everybody else in this day and age do are doing a lot of talking. You know, I was actually just talking, speaking with a friend of mine who's coaching. Uh, and, and he talked a little bit about how hard it is right now, you know, how difficult it is right now with all the different COVID restrictions and different issues and wondering if you're going to play on a daily basis, wondering what's going on. Um, I responded back to him and I mentioned it in a previous podcast that one of my big, uh, I believe one of my big regrets when I look back 20 years from now is that I wasn't involved in this. It's so easy for all of us who are sitting on the sidelines to throw stones at sports or to throw stones at politics or throw stones at um, anything that we're not involved in this is the world we live in you know um, I'm sitting here doing a podcast in front of Lake Michigan this, this is the rights that I've been given in this country um, I try not to get too uh, opinionated about things that I don't know a lot about I talk a lot about recruiting I talk a lot about college football um, I try to take it easy on society because I, I I am not in everybody's uh, shoes I don't have everybody's uh, life situations um, but there's some certain things that I can talk about. But I kind of wanted to wrap up with this because I thought about what my friend said and just how challenging it was, and I meant that. You know, I, one thing I'm a little disappointed about is that I'm not involved. I'm not in the mix this year to be a lead. You know, in my, my my sport, college football or football in general, young men through these these challenging times. I think that uh, I think that would have been a, a great experience. Um, but, but here's the thing that I see, and I I, I reference sports. I encourage us to get involved. Um, if you've got issues, if you don't like the way something's done, get involved. Um, if you don't like the way your you see your community's you know, high school uh, being coached, get involved. Go coach. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure your high school coach would be excited to see you out there helping. Get in the mix. Um, I think a lot about officiating whenever I do these uh, podcasts. I believe I touched on it really early and how we should take it easy on officials. Um, get involved. Go be an official. Um, I'm sure it's not going to be super exciting getting those super, you know, fun, fancy striped outfits. I don't really know why they still need to wear those striped outfits. Uh, that kind of deters me from wanting to be an official. But get involved. Um, go be an official. Officiate games on Friday nights. Officiate games on the weekends. Go, go be an official for sports that maybe you think are, you know, fun or you'd like to be involved in. Get a different perspective. Put yourself in those shoes and see how challenging it is. See how just how difficult it is. Um, or just maybe make a difference. Maybe it's not challenging. Maybe it's not difficult. Maybe just have fun doing it. Um, so, so before anybody wants to throw any stones, before anybody wants to challenge sports and, and say this is wrong or that is wrong, go get involved. 
Um, go put yourself in a position where you're helping to make a difference in the lives of these uh, young men and women as they're going through the process of, of hopefully just enjoying sports. I think us adults, we have to do a better job of that, is, is, is allowing these young student athletes just to enjoy sports and let the chips fall where they may. Things like recruiting and things like opportunities to play at a high level, um, I think that that's really important. The last piece, and, and, and I know I've referenced this a lot, I'm going to speak mostly to the, you know, the adult males that are listening on this podcast, even more so than anybody else getting involved. You know, I find myself watching sports. I find myself watching my, you know, my children be involved in different activities. Um, you know, my son is now even involved in, you know, Cub Scouts. I think it's great. Um, but I will say this: we need more adult males involved in society. Uh, we need more adult males. Um, embracing opportunities to go be involved and help to train uh, these student athletes and, and I'm talking about things like officiating I'm talking about things like coaching I'm talking about things of just being involved they, they need to see that influence um, they need to see you out there officiating the game know what you're knowing that you're trying their best and you're probably going to be wrong on some calls just like they're trying their best they're probably going to lose a lot of games um, so as my, my, my last um, piece of advice as we wrap up this season of these podcasts is for everybody, parents, adults, be involved. Um, get involved in your, your children's sports. Get involved in your community sports. Just because you don't have a child playing doesn't mean you can't be involved and make a big difference. Um, but especially for the adult males, you know, all of us, myself included as a, as a father of a uh, two young children that I want to see have great opportunities. Um, I want to see adult males take a really strong role uh, in, the, in the growth and development of our young children. They need, they need to see us. Um, I remember Andre Griffin talked about in one of the early podcasts, the, the role his father and his, his uncles had in his life and just the experience that has. And I'm sure it's made a difference on his, on his children uh, with how involved he's been. Um, and I'll reference myself too, just, just hoping that my son can see me in some light where it, it will, will make a difference someday when he gets older. Um, so, so get involved. Um, you know, we just got done with a, well, we're not done with the presidential election. Whenever this comes out, it may be decided, it may not be. Um, but that was, you know, the message always there is get out and vote. My message to anybody wanting to be involved in the state uh, of athletics, get involved. You know, you don't have to be uh, just coaching at Michigan or just coaching at Alabama or just coaching at Tennessee women's basketball to be, to be making a difference. You are going to make a difference at any level that you're at. Um, and, and we need to remember that as adults. Um, that it's okay for us to make sometimes these small gains because in, in the longevity of what our, our children will be able to gain out of it, it's going to be, be re really uh, productive, really influential. So I want to again thank everybody uh, who tuned into these episodes. I enjoy doing it. Um, if you have any questions or any interest in the recruiting process, uh, feel free to reach out to me. Uh, GetAaron.com, G-E-T-A-R-E-N.com. We'll give you a little bit more information about how I'm uh, looking to help families and student athletes navigate the process. It's, it's really an educational-based uh, forum. So with that being said, I look forward to hearing from anybody. These were really fun. Thanks to all the guests that enjoyed joined us uh, on the podcast. And to everybody else out there, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you guys soon.